America's number one show on pop culture and politics. This is The Michael Medved Show. And another great day, another great week in this greatest nation on God's green earth. You don't think it's a great nation? <laughs> Look at Russia. Uh, I mean, which was considered to be uh, the competitive world power to the United States. Uh, certainly it was before the breakup of the Soviet Union. And now is still considered to be a huge power in Europe, and it's teetering uh, on the verge of chaos. The uh, leader of the Wagner uh, group, a group of mercenaries, and, and again, I, it bothers me a little bit because part of what you've been hearing on cable news is the Wagner militia. A militia is a volunteer force. This isn't a volunteer force. This is a force made up largely of ex-convicts like its leader, Yevgeny Prigozhin. Uh, and again, it's, uh, it's a force that came very close to expanding the violence that already existed between the Wagner group and the uh, the ongoing Russian army. Uh, it was just announced that uh, President Putin is going to be speaking tonight to try to soothe the country. Uh, his rival, uh, Yevgeny Prigozhin, uh, the leader, though he isn't the founder, the founder is Dmitry Utkin, who gave the group the name the Wagner Group. And he did it because he was uh, uh, something of a neo-Nazi, and he was a fan of uh, Richard Wagner, who was Hitler's favorite composer, of course. Hitler based a great deal of his mystical ideology on uh, Wagner music dramas. And so this is a, uh, a group that at least 25,000 well-armed men and um, the idea that they are all going to now sign contracts that makes them part of the regular Russian army. Well, Prigozhin, who may be in Belarus, he may be in Russia, who knows where he is. We'll bring you up to date on everything. And to one of the experts who's been many times to Russia, uh, knows the principal players here, Colonel Ralph Peters, a uh, long, long time U.S. Uh, military intelligence officer. But uh, we, will, we will bring that to your attention. And uh, we will also uh, present some of what Prigozhin sounds like. He gave an 11-minute statement this morning, which is supposed to have changed the entire, the entire atmosphere. Uh, we will also be talking about a new poll that is producing all kinds of reaction. It shows that overwhelmingly Americans think our country is headed in the wrong direction, 74%. 74% of Americans think that we are headed in the wrong direction. Only 20% think we're going the right way. How can um, Joe Biden ha hope to win with numbers like that? How is it even possible? In fact, it is so overwhelming that there is a new commentary by folks at NBC about how Democrats are extremely overconfident about uh, their winning uh, being basically their ideas we beat Donald Trump before 
and uh, Joe Biden beat him in 2020, and so, of course, we can beat him again in 2024. Uh, there is a, an argument of why that logic is not correct and not accurate. Then there's uh, also a question about uh, supposedly uh, Ron DeSantis has made his biggest blunder so far of the campaign season in uh, New Hampshire. And talk about blunder. The Democrats, uh, a whole bunch of attorneys general across the country led by uh, Keith Ellison of, uh, of Minnesota, who was a former Democratic or a candidate for a Democratic national chair, uh, they are now trying to put legal pressure on Target not to remove uh, pride merchandise from their shelves, despite threats of violence and boycotts and uh, other questions. Uh, we will get to that as well on the Michael Medved Show. And then, of course, there are President Trump's two major speeches of the weekend, both of them uh, very substantive speeches. He spoke for over 90 minutes at the uh, Faith and Freedom Conference in Washington, D.C., at the Washington Hilton. And then he spoke in Oakland, Michigan, substantially last night. We will get to highlights uh, and lowlights of those speeches. Speaking of lowlights of speeches, the, um, the, the one way to understand what's going on in Russia, which is obviously important because the United States is so deeply concerned, as is NATO, with defending the struggle for survival and for freedom by the nation of Ukraine, which even though it's not a member of NATO, it may be when this conflict is over. In any event, uh, the, uh, in, a, in a public speech, Prigozhin, um, Yevgeny Prigozhin, sounded like this. He was uh, talking about uh, posing in front of a field of dead bodies and really badly mutilated bodies. It's an extremely gruesome video and he looks like a uh, some kind of zombie and he's extraordinarily angry. Every third word is a beep, uh, it would, meaning effing in, in Russian. And uh, he is personally blaming uh, the top defense chiefs in Russia for the death of some of his men. And it's actually thousands of his men, uh, with, again, 25,000 troops altogether who seem to be loyal to Prigozhin. Uh, and he sounded uh, like this, cursing out Gerasimov, who is the chief of staff, and uh, Shigui, who is the defense minister. Listen, clip three. Посмотрите на них, и тем, которые не дают нам боеприпасы, будут в аду жрать их потроха, Well, that just gives you a, a little bit of flavor. Part of what he he does, and uh, Joe Biden can be happy about this, is he castigates these two defense chiefs who are considered to be his enemies within the administration 
uh, castigates them for being geriatric, for being too old to hold the job. And they're, they're just a couple of years older than Prigozhin himself. Prigozhin's background is unusual. Uh, he himself, he has recruited largely prisoners, uh, giving them reduced sentences and paying them reasonably well to fight and to die for the Wagner group. And uh, he, he, after he was released from prison, he actually started um, a, a, a originally doing like uh, food stands, uh, portable food, and then a whole catering business. And he became known as Putin's caterer, actually preparing food for Putin, which uh, good news, it wasn't uh, poisoned, which obviously <laughs> is something that Mr. Prigozhin has to deal with right now. The New York Times reported uh, Yevgeny uh, Vladimirovich Prigozhin, the leader of the Wagner mercenary group who mounted a brief uprising against Russia's military command over the weekend, broke a long period of silence today to deny once more that he had any real intention of seizing power with his planned march on Moscow. We went to demonstrate our protest and not to overthrow the government and the country, he said in an 11-minute stream of consciousness voice memo published on the messaging app Telegram. The statement renewed a sharp criticism of Russia's military leadership. Uh, we will get back to what this means to the United States, to the war in Ukraine, and to uh, world peace coming up on the Medved Show. Putin has uh, made a statement in the midst of the ongoing chaos in uh, Russia. He apparently is giving a major speech tonight, which uh, could signify a, a lengthy address. Uh, certainly, it will be a more formal address than what he has released just now. According to Sky News, Putin said in a statement, the organizers of this rebellion cannot but understand they will be brought to justice. This is criminal activity which is aimed at weakening the country. Uh, he's speaking right now. Uh, this might be taped, a tape statement. Uh, it, is, it is unclear, and it is unclear whether this is going to preempt or just be a prelude to a bigger speech tonight. Uh, Mr. Prigozhin... This is, uh, uh, again, Yevgeny Prigozhin, the head of the Wagner Group. He, uh, he said that uh, uh, he was highly critical this morning, his 11-minute statement, of the Russian military leadership, both for what he claims was shabby treatment of his fighters and its incompetent handling of the invasion of Ukraine. Now, remember, there are Russians who have gone to jail for calling the the army incompetent, for questioning the special military mission. They won't call it a, a war or even an invasion of Ukraine. Uh, Prigozhin said his protest, which was occasionally violent, uh, he's claiming that there are 30 of his soldiers who were killed by the Russian army. So that's the beginning of a civil war. 
Prigozhin said the protest was aimed at a move by the Ministry of Defense to force his mercenaries to sign contracts with the government, which he said would have uh, effectively halted uh, Wagner's activities in Ukraine as of July 1st. The fighters, Prigozhin said, were planning to give up their heavy weapons to the Russian army until they were attacked from behind on Friday night. Uh, killing at least 30 Wagner soldiers. Uh, the New York Times says this is a claim for which there has been no independent evidence. The uh, On CNN, Matthew Chance, who was the senior international correspondent, uh, was speaking with uh, Dana Bash about uh, what he considered to be uh, very disturbing scenes from the Kremlin, some people would consider, given who the Kremlin is, who the leaders of Russia are, that uh, these scenes are actually encouraging and might uh, be pointing us in a direction where this war, brutal, bloody, uh, seemingly endless, does reach a satisfactory conclusion. This is Matthew Chance on CNN, clip 16. I think what's interesting, though, is what comes next. And, and the images we're seeing on the, scene, on the screen now are from uh, the southern Russian city of, of Rostov. It's got a, city, a population of more than a million people. And basically, Wagner took over that city uh, virtually unopposed. And these are images of them leaving. But a lot of people from Rostov have come out and they're applauding Wagner they're chanting Wagner, Wagner, Wagner. They're showing their support. And these will be very disturbing scenes from the Kremlin to see how actually popular uh, this incursion, this rebellion, this attempted coup, as it's been described by some Russian officials, uh, by Wagner uh, and uh, its leader, Yevgeny Prigozhin, was amongst many uh, parts of the, of the population. Because uh, his condemnation of the way the war has been conducted in Ukraine did definitely touch a popular nerve uh, amongst ordinary Russians. They may not express it publicly normally, but this sort of rebellion uh, caused people, uh, at least in those areas, to come out and to uh, show their sympathy for what he said uh, he was trying to do. So a relief that the bloodshed was averted, but some anxiety to Dana about what comes next. And uh, there is a uh, there's a piece which we will get to, which I think is a smart and analytic piece uh, that says Putin survives. This is in the Wall Street Journal with permanent damage. So what kind of damage? John Kirby, the spokesman for the National Security Agency at the White House, uh, spoke uh, today when a reporter asked, OK, tell us what has been going on how do we describe what just happened or is happening right now in russia uh this is clip 19 listen what should we call what transpired over the weekend is it a mutiny coup or attempted coup an armed rebellion we're not slapping a bumper sticker on it ed uh no bumper sticker um it it appears, and, and again, there are a number of experts, uh, one of them, Masha Gessen, who uh, lived in Russia for most of her life, who have said that it's not impossible that Putin and 
Prigozhin uh, kiss and make up. They're supposedly the agreement to avoid the uh, the Wagner group was marching on Moscow. It was as close to Moscow as uh, Washington is to New York City, they were saying before, and uh, it's about 125 miles. But in any event, they uh, did not. They stopped their march on uh, Moscow, and uh, that was something of a relief. The uh, Putin, in his statement this morning, said society has consolidated. He said he praised the patriotism of most Russian soldiers. Most Wagner fighters, he said, are also patriots, he said. Uh, Mr. Putin said the Wagner mutineers had a choice to join the Russian army or go to Belarus. Now, now what does going to Belarus mean? Alexander Luk Lukashenko, who is the dictator of Belarus, who has long been a puppet uh, very much involved with Vladimir Putin, Lukashenko supposedly brokered this deal to uh, have uh, Prigozhin back down, and Prigozhin was going to get safety in Belarus. The one thing that people are saying is he has to be very careful of the tea that he drinks while he's in Belarus, and he should have a hotel room. And apparently, he, this is in fact the case. He has a hotel room with no windows uh, because the habit of uh, President Putin and his national security agencies to push political opponents out of windows has been very well established. According to a translation by the New York Times, the Russian leader said civic solidarity has shown that any blackmail attempts to create internal unrest are doomed to failure. The consolidation of the society of executive and legislative power at all levels was shown during the Wagner Group's failed rebellion, he said. Public and religious organizations took a firm, unequivocal position in support of the constitutional order. He added, in fact, the entire Russian society united and rallied everyone. Well, that's not exactly what they were reporting from CNN. Uh, we'll get to more to the reactions and the impact of all of this politically here in the United States. Michael Medved show uh, the uh, the idea of Prigozhin speaking for that substantial body of Russians uh, not because he is such a likable character in his own right he he is uh, uh, someone I, again uh, if you just look at some of the recent video that he has posted on the internet uh, it looks like a monster movie. I mean, first of all, it's shot in the dark, mostly. And again, he's um, released uh, images of himself standing in front of piles of dead and mutilated bodies, which um, appear to be authentically dead and mutilated bodies, he says, of his Wagner Group soldiers. But uh, uh, the the idea that he has put forward...
is questioning the value of the war. And again, no one knows exactly how many Russians have died so far in the war, but uh, most estimates are about 200,000. The, the cost of this battle for the, the Russian nation has been much higher than the 10 years they spent fighting in Afghanistan and eventually pulled out and gave up. Uh, this is uh, Antony Blinken, our Secretary of State, who uh, talked uh, about Prigozhin and uh, part of his message to the people of Russia. This is clip 13.5. As you just indicated, Yevgeny Prigozhin has uh, a footprint that goes from Africa to Syria to Ukraine. Do you have any idea where he is right now? Uh, I can't get into what we, we know or don't know through, uh, through, through intelligence. It's something that we're looking at uh, and that we're tracking. One of the things Prigozhin did was directly undermine the Russian military leadership. Do we know who is in charge of the Russian military right now? And how could Vladimir Putin agree to any changes in the leadership of his military and still look like he's in charge? Now, those are, those are great questions, and I think we'll get the answers in the, in the days and weeks ahead. It's too soon to say with any, um, any certainty what the final chapter in this particular book is going to be. Um, the, the rising storm of uh, Prigozhin uh, inside of Russia is something that uh, many people have seen over, over months now. Uh, direct challenges to the, leadership, to the military leadership, um, powerful criticism of Russia's conduct of its aggression against Ukraine, and now questioning the very premises of the, of the war. Uh, Prigozhin himself saying that Ukraine and NATO did not pose a threat to Russia, which is, right. as you know, been part of Putin's narrative. These uh, create more cracks in the Russian facade. Okay, and this is uh, why, even though uh, Putin apparently has survived uh, this challenge, or at least so far, he is, as they report in the Wall Street Journal, permanently damaged. The Senate Intelligence Committee uh, chair, uh, Mark Warner, Democrat of Virginia, uh, spoke on MSNBC and talked about reports that the Wagner Group leader, Yevgeny Prigozhin, has uh, sought refuge in the allied former Soviet Socialist Republic, Belarus. Uh, this, is, uh, this is Senator Warner, clip 22. Do we have any idea where Prigozhin is? Well, I understand literally as I was coming on air that he is, uh, uh, says he's in Minsk and he actually is, and get this, this is just reports that he is in a, one of the only hotels in Minsk that doesn't have any windows. And I say that because, again, this wow. has been in public reporting that there have been a number of um, uh, Russian entity individuals who uh, have gotten run afoul of Putin over the last year and a half who have mysteriously fallen out of fifth, sixth, seventh floor windows. So if he is in Minsk in a hotel with no windows, uh, that would show at least what his mindset is in terms of how his relationships are with Putin at this point. Uh, Minsk, of course, is the capital and the principal city of uh, Belarus. Uh, the head of NATO, uh, Jens Stoltenberg, uh, spoke uh, to reporters about the, uh, the meaning, 
the the great signal that uh, the world should take from this Wagner group uh, coup or attempted coup or aborted coup, uh, what uh, is necessary to understand uh, from the message of these events. Uh, listen, clip four. We see the, the weakness of the, of the Russian regime and, and it also demonstrates how, uh, how uh, difficult and dangerous it is for uh, President Putin to be reliant on mercenaries that has actually turned against him. And uh, it also demonstrates that uh, uh, it is hard to predict exactly what will now happen in the next days and weeks. But uh, we should not make the mistakes that we are underestimating uh, the Russians. Okay, uh, and Putin, it is 10 p.m. in Moscow now, so this is obviously the message that we'd been awaiting from uh, Vladimir Putin, who says all necessary steps taken to neutralize the mutiny. The Russian president vowed that the individuals involved in criminal activity over the weekend would face justice. Whether or not that includes uh, Yevgeny Prigozhin or not, we don't know. Uh, Mr. Putin went on to claim that the armed rebellion would have been suppressed anyway, adding uh, that all necessary steps were taken to neutralize the, immunity, uh, the mutiny. He said any blackmail is doomed for failure. Uh, Russia's Putin uh, thanked also those Wagner fighters who helped avoid bloodshed. Mr. Putin uh, thanked them for fighters and commanders who stood down. Uh, Putin said he would honor his promise to allow Wagner fighters to relocate to Belarus if they wanted or to sign a contract with the defense ministry to go on fighting or simply to return to their families. He made uh, no mention in his speech tonight about the uh, mercenary chief Yevgeny Prigozhin who led the mutiny, mutiny uh, the uh, speech, the address, was not a substantial speech. It was uh, roughly five minutes, and obviously it's just in the process of being translated now. The um, piece by Amy Knight, who's a historian, um, most recently she's the, an author of a book called orders to kill the putin regime and political murder she writes mr Prigozhin, financier of the wagner group private army has conducted a bitter feud with vladimir putin's generals for months but recently he went to alarming extremes in early june after wagner forces captured the commander of Russia's 72nd Brigade, Mr. Prigozhin's social media channel showed a video in which the officer confessed to ordering his troops to fire on a Wagner Group convoy. That same day, Mr. Prigozhin called for Russia's defense minister, Sergei Shoigu, and uh, Val Val Valery uh, Gerasimov, the chief of the general staff, to be executed by a firing squad because of Russia's failing campaign in Ukraine. He warned of a civil war in Russia similar to what occurred in 1917, that the time of the original Bolshevik Revolution, if the military leadership wasn't replaced. Now, that, that war, which civil war that lasted between 1917 and about 1923, was incredibly bloody. 
and what a nightmare. Uh, the impact on uh, American politics, does this add to Americans feeling even worse about our country uh, with 74% of Americans of every party thinking we're on the wrong track? We'll get to that coming up on the MedVed Show. Are you feeling tired? Is your stomach upset and you can't eat the foods you like? For outrage. It is outrageous what you are saying. The Michael Medved Show. This is outrageous. And in uh, on the Michael Medved Show, in uh, her column about the current situation, still not definitively settled in uh, Russia, uh, some say that Mr. Putin failed to rein in. Uh, Mr. Prigozhin and the semi-independent Wagner group because he didn't want to alienate the ultra-nationalists. As a former Kremlin speechwriter puts it, the regime simply cannot afford to repress representatives of the so-called patriotic camp. Mr. Putin also might have used Mr. Prigozhin's attacks to deflect responsibility for the war's multiple failures from himself and considered Mr. Prigozhin and his Wagner group a counterbalance to the faltering Russian military. Uh, Wagner's military forces weren't a counterweight to the regular army. Most of the group's experienced soldiers are in Africa and Syria, while those fighting in Ukraine, 10% of Russian forces there, are recruited convicts with little training. Mr. Prigozhin's men captured Bakhmut in May, but paid with staggering casualties. Contrary to speculation about Mr. Prigozhin's future as a political leader, his criminal past, uh, he was in jail for about 10 years. Crude speech, <laughs> yep, and the brutality of his mercenaries and his lack of a formal government position made his success as a politician unlikely. As a Kremlin analyst named Andrei uh, Kolesnikov put it, outside of ties with the state and its resources, the phenomenon of Prigozhin could not exist. Having occupied the headquarters of the Southern Military District in uh, Rostov-on-Don, which is a city of about a million, which was occupied uh, over the weekend by Prigozhin and the Wagner group. Uh, Prigozhin's army started moving toward Moscow on Saturday. But Mr. Prigozhin, doubtless aware that his troops were no match for Russia's, ordered them to turn back. The crisis has been resolved through negotiations with Belarusian President Alexander Lukashenko, and the Wagner leader has pulled his troops out of Russia. But the damage to Mr. Putin's image, writes Amy Knight, will be permanent, especially since no criminal charges have been leveled against Mr. Prigozhin for slandering the war effort, while dozens of his fellow citizens have been charged with treason for quietly raising questions about it and uh, have been sentenced, in fact, to long uh, prison terms. 
the 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 entire s- situation is extraordinary, and uh, it it indicates one of the reasons that uh, there should be optimism about. Uh, reaching some kind of successful settlement uh, in in this war. Um, the military experts who are looking at the situation now are saying that the Ukrainian counteroffensive, which has been making very slow progress, uh, should be greatly encouraged by this. Which obviously, uh, you've seen some of the the attempts they've had to hold rallies and. Uh, uh, big events to try to boost morale in the Russian home front, but it's uh, been tough. And uh, meanwhile, here in the United States, we have other concerns about China, particularly the idea of the possibility of a military base which almost brought us to war when they stationed missiles in Cuba if uh, the Chinese really are planning to establish a military presence in Cuba, 90 miles away from America, what would that mean for our country and our security? Uh, Secretary of State Blinken made the media rounds on speaking mostly about what's going on in Russia, but he also talked about the relationship between China and uh, Cuba uh, uh, this is uh, Secretary of State Blinken over the weekend, clip seven. Are we going to prevent China from having a military base on the island of Cuba? We uh, have uh, been not only looking, but also engaging in a number of countries over the last couple of years uh, where China's trying to get a, a foothold. And we've been engaged uh, diplomatically in a number of places. Yeah. And we've had some success in um, either preventing that, delaying that, uh, or turning that around, we continue to do that. I've raised that directly with, uh, with my Chinese counterparts. They know where we stand on that issue. I noticed you say you raised it with your Chinese counterparts. We have no relations still with Cuba. I mean, this decision to pull back relations with Cuba, did we not just throw them into the arms of the Chinese? No, we actually have raised this with, uh, with, with the Cubans as well. So uh, they also... For them, there's right. no secret about uh, the, uh, are, the concerns that we have and the fact that we're watching this very carefully. And they still haven't solved what was happening at the uh, U.S. Uh, to the U.S. diplomatic personnel in Havana and what they were using to cause loss of hearing, brain damage. It's all very serious. This is uh, uh, Blinken speaking with Chuck Todd, of course on uh, NBC just a moment ago and uh, he talks directly about to Chuck Todd on NBC uh, about concerns about any military presence of China and Cuba. This is uh, clip eight. Are we going to make sure it doesn't happen? Is this a line in the sand? Uh, Again, we've made clear that uh, this is a real that this is a real concern and as I said uh, in a variety of places where China's tried to get a foothold uh, militarily or, uh, or with intelligence. Uh, we've been uh, not only looking at that, we've been taking uh, action to try to push, uh, push back, and we've had some success. 
And then uh, Secretary Blinken with Margaret Brennan of CBS. This is clip nine. President Biden called Xi Jinping a dictator. How much did that hurt the work you did? Uh, Margaret, one of the things that I think you, you heard me say during the trip uh, and after the trip is that the, the main purpose was uh, to bring some greater stability to, to the relationship. But one of the things that I said to uh, Chinese counterparts during this trip was that we are going to continue to do things and say things that you don't like, just as you're no doubt going to continue to do and say things that we don't like. And if you look at what comes out of the are you uh, saying Chinese that was a strategic remark? on a daily basis, uh, you'll hear that. Um, the, uh, the president always speaks candidly, he speaks directly, uh, he speaks clearly, and he speaks for all of us. Okay, the, the truth is the president made a mistake to make that uh, unscripted remark. I mean, it's obvious. Certainly not the first one uh, where Joe Biden has slipped in that regard. With uh, Margaret Brennan, uh, this is uh, uh, Blinken again on uh, basically China's involvement with the other crisis with Russia and Ukraine. Uh, clip 13. You also said that uh, Chinese officials assured you they won't provide lethal assistance to Russia, but that Chinese companies are. According to U.S. Treasury, Chinese companies have also done business with the Wagner Group. Have you reached out to the Chinese about trying to gauge what is happening on the ground inside Russia now? Um, again, I can't get into any diplomatic contacts that we may or may not have had, but you're exactly right that uh, when it comes to the, the visit, um, the Chinese did reiterate to us, as well as to um, many other countries, that uh, they have not and will not provide lethal military assistance to Russia for use uh, in Ukraine. I also raised the concerns that you said about Chinese companies uh, providing um, uh, that kind of support and pressed them to be vigilant uh, about that. Uh, I'm sure they're making their, their own assessments about what's happened inside of Russia uh, in recent days. Okay, then uh, with things changing as rapidly as they are, those assessments may change as well. Meanwhile, back here in the USA, uh, the, the basic disgust in the part of the great majority of Americans about what's going wrong in America, 74% uh, think we are headed in the wrong direction. Uh, there are only two incumbent presidents uh, who have had uh, that kind of disapproval, and they both lost when they ran for re-election, uh, George Herbert Walker Bush being one of them, and uh, uh, Jimmy Carter, actually it was George W. Bush was the other because of the uh, recession uh, and terrible economic breakdown. So where do we go politically? We will talk about that and more in this greatest nation on God's green earth.